popping out the sunroof with the blue M. I'm like Lou Sims. You said that? Jada. I believe. I think this summer's going to be the most bodies. Never ever asking him to get in jail if he's chilling. Just make sure you make all the cells in the building. <sighs> nah, man. And if people want to bring me a guy wearing a mask, let's start it. <laughs> <laughs> we need the intro. Yeah, we don't buy. We need the intro. Yeah, we don't buy. Yeah, we don't buy. We need the intro. Yeah, we don't buy. Don't buy. Yeah, we don't buy. Let's start, let's start, let's Don't start, let's start. Don't bite Yemi, that's all I ask, please. Yemi wants to punch me up. <laughs> <laughs> On behalf of all the Doomanites. What do they call themselves? There's no way they call themselves the Doomanites. Doomanites. There's no what do the Doom fans call themselves? Yemi, what do they call themselves? The Doomtastics? <laughs> Doomanites, you remember, you remember that's that was more the, fitting though. Remember right? the Commodores, the Doomadores? <laughs> Serious, bro. <laughs> Doomsday, oh. The Doomvengers. Uh, the Doomvengers. The Doomvengers. The Doomvengers assemble. <laughs> Bear masks, bare metal masks. Couple black panthers, couple iron masks. Don't know what's going on here. What do you, what's it called when um, the Marvel have an expo? I don't know, bro. Ah, uh, there's some, uh, there's a cartoon expo in it where they come in all masks. Yeah, that's what. They like Comic Con. Comic Con. <laughs> come look like Comic Con. Yo, Doom fans assembling will be nasty. Oh, fam. <laughs> Doom Avengers, that's what I'm going with. Until people tell me what they're called, I'm going with Doom Avengers. I feel like Yemi will be at the front as well. Yemi Le- leading the pack. Yemi will definitely be at the front. Yemi will definitely be at the front. <laughs> leading the pack. Follow me, guys. <laughs> and you know what their song is? Oh. The Transformers. <laughs> ah, let's start. Let's start. Let's start. Let's start. Oh. Yemi's a pool. <laughs> Yemi was that never was gonna punch two people up. Yemi's speaking like, to replace us. Yo, Yemi wants to punch both. Yemi might bang me up. Yemi might bang me. Yeah, yeah, What's going on, world? Welcome to episode 64 of the Rhymes Like Dimes podcast with your boys, Peter. Yo. Mohammed. Yo. Myself, Yemi. You guys got your jokes off just then. I'm <laughs> um, very happy for you. But uh, how you doing today? I'm blessed, bro. How are you, man? Yeah, very well. Very well. Mohammed, how are you? Yeah, I'm chilling good. Chilling good? Yeah. God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. Of there course, go. of course, of course. Thank you to everybody listening. You know, episode 64, we're here. Shout out to the Spotify gang, shout out to the Apple Podcast gang, shout out to the Amazon Music gang, shout out to the SoundCloud gang, shout out to the YouTube gang as well. We here, live and in living colour. Yes, sir. And all that good stuff. Yep. How's your week been, boys? It's been all right, bro. It's busy with work. I'm starting school as well. Um, so that's been kicking my ass for the last few weeks. But yeah, other than that, it's been all right. Bro. Trying to be the world's best psychotherapist. Hey. Hey man, inshallah. God willing, inshallah. You know, um, yes, it's been all right, man. It's been, it's been nice. What about you? How's your week been? Yeah, been cool. Busy with work, um, kiki stuff and um, journalism stuff. Uh, a lot of bio writing, a lot of interviewing. Um, Any you can talk stuff. of? Um, yeah, I'm, I did um, the bio for Days Like This Brunch. Um, 
which is a really cool uh, brunch slash events brand for black people, by black people, mm. all that good stuff. Um, also did a bio for a rapper called Mway, who's from Nottingham, um, on the rise. Um, you know, people like Tiffany Calvar and, you know, other reputable people in the scene, really big him up and really um, respect him and regard him highly. So that was cool. Um, I'm also in the process of interviewing Double L's as well from uh, OFB. Mo will know about OFB, home to Heady One and Banda K and all those guys. How do you Drake. know I don't know who OFB are? Peter, who's OFB? Heady One and them. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, so yeah, it's been a good week for me, pretty much. Busy, but we move. Mohammed, how about you? Um, been a calm week on annual leave today. So from next week, I'm chilling. Um, my boy got married today. Which Congrats. Nice one. Uh, nice salute one. To him, salute to Arnold, man. That's closest. Actually, closest me. I got like 30 years deep. Mm. Seeing him getting married was... No, it's a great day. So what, is it going to be your turn soon? We're not doing that on the podcast. But I'm just asking. We're not doing that on the podcast. But it was a great day. Bro, you've uh, got, you week. might have some female so, yeah, fans that, you know, want to know about your availability and stuff. You don't want to speak to them real quick. Are we going to speak about what we've been speaking about? Your future wife probably is listening. You never know. Um, the, the day that Mo meets a Somali girl that's like a hip hop fan. Oh, we'll never see him. Oh, man. Oh, you know it's what? over, innit? No, we'll find another Mohammed. Oh, you know what? You might get your jokes off. We'll find another Somali <laughs> called Mohammed. You might get your jokes off, innit? I deserve it, fam. Where? No, you do. I deserve it. You do. <laughs> I don't know where you'll find her. Like, maybe here, maybe in Somalia, maybe somewhere else. But she's there, man. She's there waiting for you. You might get your jokes off? Uh, no, I can keep going. <laughs> yeah, there's no. more. Don't no, 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 no. We're not doing that. <laughs> but yeah, man, salute to him. It was a great wedding. Just been chilling, man. Just been working. That's why it really. Feel you. It's the same week every week. Mm. Pretty much, man. Um, there's literally nothing to do out there, so it's literally the same week all the time. Nightlife is dead. It don't exist anymore. Everything, I'm, I'm, I've, other than like a couple of events, but other than that, like the spontaneous night out is done. Yeah, all that kind of shortage is done. All that is it done? Are we too old? It's done, man. And I think probably both. It's probably both, isn't probably it? Both, yeah. Well, I mean, outside of box park, I mean, for people like us, it's pretty much done. Cargo's closed. Um, yeah, there's nowhere. There's nowhere to go. Even concrete's closed, isn't it? Concrete's closed too. So where, do, so where, hotel's hotel's closed. Closed. So where do black people go to like have fun now? Box Park. Apart from that. Box Park Croydon. <laughs> Other than that. Apart from that. Box Park Wembley. <laughs> and Recess and DLT. It's literally right, isn't it? What about Pussy Palace? Um, I don't even know if they do anything anymore, to be fair. Mm. Um, but I don't think, it's not really for, I don't want to say that because black people do go, mm. but for black people like us, that might sound mad, but. <laughs> it does sound mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, for context, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pussy yeah. Palace is basically a party for um, LGBTQIA um, revelers. Um, and yeah, it's it's pretty much a good time. Like, we went a couple years ago um, and it was really good. Um, but generally, it's a very niche kind of event slash scene, yeah. especially in the club nightlife scene, yeah. which a lot of black people probably wouldn't find themselves in for whatever reason. Mm. So I hope it doesn't sound as mad as it did in the beginning, but <laughs> we move. We move. But with that, we're going to pod now. So uh, boys, what are we listening to? Mo, I'll start with you. Um, I'm still going through my albums a day. So I'm on Nas, but I didn't get bored, but I just wanted to switch up at the same what, time. What Nas album are you on? I was on Untitled. Okay. So that's why I checked Newton. <laughs> did you like it? That no. was a bit shaky. No, no. No. Did yeah, you like I, it? I'm cool on time. And like generally, I got. I was just. I checked out, man. So I was like, let me at least flip it because it's starting to get. Repetitive. That hero song is horrible. He floated. Um, yeah, on the Queens get the money. He, yeah, I was gonna say he floated, but then 
it's, it's just not it for me. Mm. Like it's, it's below average. So I thought, let me flip it and then move on to Jay just cause just keep it them two in it. So now I'm on Jay-Z. Where am I up to? I think I, I believe I'm in um, volume two. What did you think of um, volume one? I know there's been a lot of talk recently about how Jay feels about- I ain't sat on volume two in a while. So I don't know if it's better, but- Quest Love said that if, um, Jay-Z hates it, right? And then Jay-Z yeah. pretty much confirmed it. Yeah. I, what do you think? Do you, are you I love it. I've always loved it. I didn't like the video to Sunshine, but it's a jiggy tune, isn't it? So I, you would like Sunshine. Yeah, I mean, are you surprised? He would, if anybody's gonna like There's it. a lot of jiggy stuff on that, on yeah, that album. Yeah, and I liked it. I liked Imaginary it. Player. Yeah. Top six album frame. Yeah. Top six. He's top six. Yeah, what's his top six? Go through Blueprint, Black Blue- Album. Six is a very four, four, reasonable, four, doubt, reasonable, reasonable doubt. American Gangster. American Gangster. I would put volume one there. A lot of people may put volume two there because I was like- I'm going through, I ain't sat on volume two in a while, so I'm going through it now. Yeah, that was like him, you know, commercial. Yeah, commercial. You know I, mean? I like Blueprint I like Blueprint three, just on a personal level. Really? Yeah, I really I like enjoyed Blueprint three. Mm. And it had the best call verse. Ever? No, just an amazing call verse was on that album. Okay. But I very, yeah, Blueprint Devil, Yeah, Blueprint Death of Auto Tune Star is one. Sorry, when you said Blueprint 3, I was thinking of Volume 3 for some reason. Oh, no, Blueprint 3, I probably enjoyed it, so I don't know where that ranks. But Blueprint 3 is good. Yeah, I'm on uh, Volume 2 now, so I'm going to most probably go back to Nas at some point, but that's it's going between them two, really. Okay. Volume 1 is better than Volume 2, in my opinion. Yeah. I would yeah, agree. Yeah. But volume yeah, yeah. 2's got some slap stuff. Yeah. 100%. Volume 1, I enjoyed thoroughly. It's just, I don't, I can't, you know, when you ain't listened to Volume 2 in so long, it's hard to yeah. compare. Yeah. Like, until I sit on it. I don't remember, I'll be honest. I think there's only like two, maybe three Jay-Z albums that I won't ever go back to. Um, Best of Both Worlds? Best of Both Worlds of The Aura. The Aura. Um, he Who Shall Not Be Named. Kingdom Come. I'm never going back to Kingdom Come besides one song. Um, that might be it. Only song I'm going back to Kingdom Come. I don't really go back to Blueprint 3. I don't really go back to Blueprint 3. Kingdom I don't really Come. go back to Blueprint 2, even though I did recently, but it's not something I would consider. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. Blueprint 3, I go back to certain tracks not an album mm. like Death or Tune I might listen to a regular okay. Run This Town Star is one a couple but don't go back to the whole album yeah. but I enjoyed it yeah. yeah I mean what you been listening to Um, it's been a bit of a mixed bag for me Um, on the way here I was listening to the new Shea Noir album Food for Thought Um, I'd never she's listened, cold I'd never listened to Shea Noir before and I know you've spoken about her before and I finally like dug in and yeah man from start to finish it's a dope album Um, the fact that she produces her own beats as well. It really threw me for a loop because it gave me that like Nicholas Craven, you know, Alchemist, Conductor Williams, Camouflage Monk type of vibe. Mm. Like she could easily fit into that kind of production and that kind of like, like Echo Zelda type production at any point. And she was flipping, flowing her ass off. You know, Ransom was on it, doing his thing, 38 Special, um, Rome Streets. Yeah. Um, Amani Caesar, um, everybody came to play. Um, but yeah, from, from start to finish, Short digestible listen, like half an hour. Shane Noir did her thing. Um, yeah, man, I'll definitely be paying attention and going back to her stuff. Because um, I was just really impressed by the quality of the bars and the quality of the production as well. Yeah. So, you know, shout out to her for, you know, Salute getting her. that getting that balance A-OK and like really, really good. The only thing I don't like about her sometimes is that her tone sounds the same. The, the, even regardless of the type of beat it is, that's the only thing. But lyrically, she's very sharp. I mean, I haven't listened to as much Ransom as you. Could you not say the same thing about him? Um, I think his rhyme patterns make it more interesting and his flows might make it a bit more interesting. But I genuinely like Ransom's tone. Maybe it's because I'm, I'm not really here for her tone so much. But you're a fan of Maybe. his already. 
Yeah, yeah. So, but, but I, I, I really like Ransom's voice. Yeah, she does switch it up a lot, flow-wise, um, on this album anyway. So mm-hmm. it might be a better listen for you than previous ones. But yeah, man, really, really dope album. Um, I think probably I don't know. It's early, but it's a it's a really good album. Like it set the tone for the years so far. I'd say in terms of rap albums. Yeah, um, I'll check it out. Yeah, man, please do. I've also been checking out um, the new FK Twigs mixtape, Capri Songs. Um, FK Twigs is kind of this like alternative R&B slash pop um, artist who's been around for a minute. Um, I actually used to work with her when I used to work at Young Turks. Well, Young now, formerly Young Turks. Mm. Um, yeah, she dropped a new project. It's got Pass Out of You on it. It's got Rema on it. It's got Georgia Smith on it. Mm. Unknown mm. T. It's very accessible uh, tape comp- at the weekend as well. The weekend's on it. The weekend's on it. Um, they did a song Tears in the Club, which is a banger. Yeah, she's usually quite like alternative and grandiose in terms of like what she, of terms in terms of the music that she makes. But this one is a lot more accessible as far as the guest features. There's more of a bop to the songs if they're more danceable. So it was definitely enjoyable. And she raps with Parsalu, which is good. Like if you listen to FK Twig before, she never really goes outside of like the singing. So to hear her rap was was very refreshing. So um, yeah, I recommend you check it out. It's a very good album. Of mixtape, so uh, shout out to Twigs, and I've also been listening to our boy Benji Flow. Big up his so new Benji. project, The Thrill. Dope, dope, dope project. Um, I think for all of the hits that he had on his previous EP, Benji Depend, Can't Lose Somebody, this project is a lot more cohesive, it flows more like. It's just so much better, I'd say. It's a definite step up. Um, and even though it's like a subtle improvement, you can hear it. Like yeah. the songwriting is better. The singing is better. Um, and he's a master of kind of like, or at least at this point, he's really good at keeping it very, very simple. Like he doesn't overcomplicate the subject matter. He doesn't put too many words in. Like he's very, very good at that. And, you know, stuff like My Bella, Mine, um, the, One um, of the, One. The background vocals on My Bella were mad. The harmony of my days. Made you feel something? Mad thing. Mad thing. <laughs> this guy's staring me in my eye. The <laughs> way he stared at you as when well. He's saying that as well. All right. But um, yeah, man, really, really dope. I think the only song I'm probably wasn't vibing with as much is um, My Zone or My Bag. My Bag. My Bag. Um, but generally, it was a great, great project. Shout out to Benji, man. He put it out the bag, man. Put it out the bag. So, to him, shout out to him. Shout out to him. But yeah, that's pretty much me, man. And obviously, outside of like Lucy's from like Denzel Curry and Lupe and um, Saba and G Herbo, that's pretty much me, man. Is it the G Herbo? I mean, I listened to a Saba song featuring G Herbo. What do you think of him? What do I think of him? I like him. I like him. He's one of those where I like him, but I've never been that swayed to listen to too much of his work. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll take him in doses, but. I'm not actively going to check him out, but I know he. But, but I know he's a good artist. Yeah, so enough, that's basically right. how I feel about G Herbo. Saba's great though. Shout out him. Calm, Pete. Um, what are we listening to? I'm listening to Benji as well. Um, no, I really enjoyed it. Um, my Bella is probably my favorite track on there. Um, and yeah, just overall, man, it was just very. He's a jiggy brother, man. Do you know what I mean? So the whole the whole project was like soulful jigginess, and I just enjoyed the whole thing. Um, it kind of made me feel like I was back in Cuba. Yeah, it's a lot of dance music, isn't it? A lot of, a lot of yeah, yeah. merengue and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, and I really like enjoy that. Um, what, check. that or Cuba? Both. Both. Big up in there, look <laughs> You can bleep that name out. Um, what, have I, what else have I been listening to? Um, 
Benny the Butcher and J. Cole, they dropped a song together. Oh, Cole's yes. verse was crazy. Yeah, yeah, Cole killed Cole got busy on it. He sounded really it. good over that production as well. Mm-hmm. Cole got busy on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think Benny still had a better verse though. Was it Alchemist? Uh, I'm not sure. I think it was Alchemist because I remember seeing someone saying, oh, all J. Cole needed was Alchemist. I'm not this sure. Time. I'm not sure. But um, <laughs> I'm not sure. No, because someone generally said that. If right. it is, then yeah, he sounds good. Yeah, I thought it was Alchemist. Man. I thought it was Alchemist. Um, I, I can't know. But yeah, no, I really enjoyed that track. I'm really looking forward to Tanner Talk 4. Um, Benny's like he's he's been very consistent over the last few years, man. So, um, and I think this is going to be his first release since signing Alchemist. Def Jam. Yeah, it's Alchemist. Alchemist, it's Alchemist, Alchemist. Yeah, it's going to be his first project since signing to Def Jam. So, um, is he releasing Tanner Talk Four on Def Jam? I'm going to assume so. Yeah, because he's signing them now, isn't it? Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, uh, that doesn't always necessarily mean he'll drop on. I'm going to assume so. Um, I've been listening to Lucky Day Table for Two, which dropped, um, I believe, last year. Um, he's got a song in there with um, Yeba that is yeah I've had on repeat for like the last couple of days. So yeah, that whole that whole project is really really good. Um, and then I've been listening to Manny Wells. He had an EP last year called Mirage, um, which yeah was again really soulful. Um, yeah, man, just it was quite jiggy as well. Do you know what I mean? He's got a song on there with Wale called A Million that I really enjoy. Um, and the first couple of tracks in there I really love as well. Um, you- you know what I realized when we go through what you listen to the week? Yeah. I need to expand my horizons. No shit. I keep it to just hip hop and rap. Man got jiggy. <laughs> the fusion <laughs> thing. <laughs> no Twix. shit, bro. Fam, I'd listen to R and B like that's my most listened to like genre of music. I believe you. You listen to Hanson though. You got like a you got a playlist. Why do you keep, I don't like the fact that you keep saying that with Hanson? It's true though. Because that's the only thing one. outside of rap that you listen to. No, you were really not. proud of I've got a whole playlist of uh, non rap. So then listen it's to not everyday rap. Then listen to it. Yeah, but he. Do, I don't like the fact that he keeps saying that one person. Hanson, do you know what group, you need in your it. life, bro? Because you, a seven you, foot Somali shouldn't be listening to Hanson. But you need R and B in your life, man. I actually got paid. I it. Would ch- like, it would no, but I listen to R and B. I don't know how much R and B you think I listen <laughs> to, but I. Do, it, it would definitely. But I actually, I actually do listen to R and B. I listen to R and B more than Yemi. If I had to. No, R&B. I don't. I don't believe that. Sorry. I don't believe that. I apologize. I think Yemi listens to more soul than R and B. There's a big difference. Like soul's not as wet as R and B. Do you know what I mean? So he probably listens to more soul. I can't see you. All Give me your artist. Um, Lucky Day. Listen to Lucky Day. I don't even know who that is, I'll be Oh, yeah. Check out Lucky Day. Sam Henshaw dropped a new album as well. Okay. So I, haven't, I haven't really listened to him. I'll, I actually check, to out, I'll check out Lucky Day. Yeah. Check out Lucky Day. Leon Bridges. Um, check out Radiant Children as well. Big up Fabian. Do you know what I mean? They're a dope group. Um, soulful. I think you'll really enjoy it, man. They're quite funky as well. I think you'll like them. But yeah, bro. You, R&B will make you a better person. What? The internet. Because yeah. they're not they're not very R&B. They are R&B, but they've got a little bit of funk to them. They've got yeah. a bit of alt. I'll check it out. Alternative to them. Right now, I'll just keep it to hip-hop and R&B. Yeah, we know. Barely uh, R&B, but... Sorry. I didn't know there was a degree of measurement. <laughs> it is when you're talking to Pete. No, Pete's a, Pete's a snob. Bro, you just need that music for the soul, isn't it? You can't be listening to... It'll improve you as a person. Shopping on the block all the time. I, you know Sometimes what? you need love. I mean, they show love on the streets. Yeah, but not like... No, not like, not like Marvin Gaye. Yeah, they don't really articulate in the same but way as- What happened to Marvin Gaye? He got shot, he got shot and he said- How about, how about that for love? <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. How about that for he's, love? He's talking, don't do that. How's that for love? Yo, do we keep what do you mean? Whoa, that. You should tell his dad that. Whoa. If I could, I would. This took a drastic boy. turn, boy. But I'm just saying. Salute to Marvin, innit? Yeah. But yeah, Mo, so hopefully next episode, you can come back and tell us all the R&B you believe. He won't. To. I won't. All right, cool. He won't. So He'll won't. still be talking about volume three. Does Anthony Hamilton count? Yeah, of course. Cool, then I listen to Sunshine with Twister. 
Yo, I hate that song. So wait, that one year, like that, song? He, that one year he embraced. You actually don't like that song. Nah, I love. I think that's that's so like, corny, man. It's corny as fuck. <laughs> when I wake up <laughs> in the mood for me, man. <laughs> but Anthony Hamilton, I can only take him in doses. He's got one other song that I know that bangs. I forgot what it's called though. What? I don't even. Ah, uh, what's it? Called? What Lucille? Nah, he's got one but that bangs. I'm, Charlene. I'm, I don't know what it's called, brother man, brother man. I'll play for you Where after I'm the from. pod. Coming Where I'm from. I'm from. Yeah, that bangs. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. His last album was really good though. I didn't even know he still makes music. God bless his soul though. God. God bless his soul. Yeah, but what else have you tapped out to the Hammond and you swap Respectfully. 2004. How are we meant to know he still makes music? Um, I mean, we've got our Oracle here. Peter, what's his, <laughs> al- what's his album called? His last one? Yeah. Because you're going to be the first and last let guy let that's ever plugged right in now. life. The R&B almanac over here. Let's go. <laughs> I remember I was telling you, man, before, like, I think I told you, man, when we first started this, that I was going to have an, you know, an offshoot podcast of this and, and, and have it be an r the, the people are still waiting. Yeah, soon come, soon come. Um, the album's called Love is the New Black. There you go. It's really good. Really good. He's got a song on there with Rick Cross that I really enjoy. Um, he's got a few tracks on there. Salute to Anthony Hamwell. But yeah. Said, anyway, let me not. Said no one uh, ever. <laughs> listen, We're not I lay him up, you knock him down. Hey, man, this is a teamwork here. <laughs> not me. Well, cool. Shout out to Anthony Hamilton and shout out all the artists that we've named. Um, as I said last episode, we're now going to start putting the list of everything we've been listening to in the description of the episode for you to check out. So go ahead and do that. Find love. We're now going to move on to the first topic of today. And we're going to be talking about rap groups. Now, obviously, there have been a lot of amazing rap groups across the years. Um, a lot of them have stayed together. A lot of them have stay, uh, have broken up. Um, but I wanted to pitch the question um, because we've seen so many tumultuous episodes when it comes to rap groups as far as like, you know, people wanted to move on on a solo tip or, you know, personal differences kind of marking the end of a group. Um, I wondered if rap groups generally in hip hop are kind of built to last in that way. Because obviously a lot of rap groups come into the game very, very young with a, with a, with a, common goal to you know change the game or like get to the top of the game together and obviously as they become more and more established in this you know priorities change and egos and all that so i wanted to know from you guys Mm. if you feel like rap groups are built to last in hip-hop generally go true um probably not probably not um i think it's just (sighs) It's just a natural evolution of just us as people, isn't it, man? If you come into, um, for instance, hip hop, you come into it like with a group. That's at in the initial stages, like you probably you guys have like you know same sort of goals with regards to pushing the group as far as you can, you know, getting as much notoriety as you can, uh, achieving as much success as you can. But at some point, once you have achieved and met those goals you as an individual might want to start exploring different things that may not fit the brand of the group. And from then, that's when you decide to do your other things in that. Like look at Wu-Tang, for instance, perfect example. Actually, no, that, actually, no, wait, with, with Wu-Tang. They've kind of stayed together. I mean, they haven't broken up. In some form. They haven't ever. really stayed together. They've been beefing for like the last like 10 years. They, have, they haven't officially broken up though. But I think even with them though, like I, I liked how they did it. Because they came out and then RZA allowed them all to kind of do their own individual deals. Yep. And that's part of that um, that that individualist um, expression that you kind of find yourself seeking. 
where you go off and you want to do something different from the group. So I think that was probably very important for why they are still quite, I don't want to use the word tight knit because I don't think they're tight knit, but why they're still a group. Had that not happened, I don't know if they would still be where they are today. Yeah. Because you're going to, yeah. Wu-Tang are like Man City. They're like a team of individuals. So Rizzo allowed them, he basically changed the game and enabling all of the members to get solo record label deals. So in that respect, they've always kind of been moving as a group, but as individuals anyway. So it's never really been like, even though they've beefed and they've had like their issues and stuff, they've always managed to come back, make music together and then go on their separate ways again. It's never really been a thing where, you know, the group has ever really been in danger in that respect because they've always kind of been built up, even though they are a group, to be, to have that individualism, to go out and do what they wanted to do and mm-hmm. then co- and then come back, even if they are having problems. Yeah, but that coming back hasn't always been straightforward because like how I think a lot of them have expressed it that they're having creative differences with RZA. They don't. He's feel a like dictator. He sh- he's a dictator. They don't feel like he should still be the one producing the music. He's Mugabe. He's kind of like, yeah, nah, we're doing this. Is my thing. I'm producing the. Team. He's Mugabe, and that's probably affected like a lot of the output as well. Oh, it definitely has. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, it is his thing, though. He did put it together. Yeah, cool, but, but does still. that mean you're the? No, of course not. But still, I ain't got a response to be. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I hear you. I think while it hasn't been straightforward, there's still a relationship there between all of them. That means that every once in a blue moon, I think their last album was what. 2017, 2018, something like that. Is that a better tomorrow? No, it was the saga continues. And the one that mathematics produced. Okay. Um, and you know, it was cool. It was like their best project probably since oof, Iron Flag, really. <laughs> no, the W actually. Mm. Yeah, so like 15, 16, 17 years. Yeah. So, you know, there's always gonna be that common, I suppose, maybe goal or common like interest in coming wanting to come back as Wu Tang. Because really and truly, what's stop, what's 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 making them do it still? Like they're all established in their own right. They don't need to do it, and the fact that they're still wanting to do it despite the problems must mean that they still believe in the whole group mentality. You know what I mean? Yeah. In a sense. Yeah, I think like you said, it does help that they all still, apart from Reza, <laughs> all the other group members still have a really good relationship with each other. I think that's probably like key. Had that not still been the case, then I don't think they would still be coming together to make these albums. Um, but I mean, I think there are instances and there are worse examples in which that's just not the case, man. Like there is, I think there's, we've seen a lot of groups just break up for many different reasons. But I mean, yeah, to your, to your, your initial question, yeah, I just feel like, you know, group members, they, you come into it as an artist in your own right, regardless of whether you're a part of the group or not. Do you know what I mean? So you've got your own things that you want to express and it may not align with what the group is expressing or putting out there. Um, So I don't think groups are initially kind of put forth to stand the test of time. I don't know if they're they're supposed to. It's a tricky one, isn't it? Because I think it depends on a group and what everyone wants to get out of it. But example, the locks have stayed together. Why? Because I think everyone knows their position. Like, Sheik Luch was was happy not to, mm. not have. I'm not don't want to say not have a career of his own, but like he was happy not to be the focal point at any point. He was happy. I'm just in a group and I will make music on the side, and it's not a thing for me. Mm. I think that's why this the test of time they've survived. But that's an anomaly. I think if you look at the majority, I don't think I think it depends how you come into the thing, uh, the music industry as well. If you come into the music industry and you're not really friends, and then you become a group 
inside the music industry, I don't think that's going to survive mm. at all. Like, I think we've seen that a bunch of times where people, NWA, for example, Slaughterhouse. Easy E, they didn't really know. Mm. They just brought him over because he sounded better than the rest of them on a beat. They, do you know what? They knew each other before outside music, but when they, it was really, that's what got them together as the other, the Loxes, the, the outcasts, they were friends outside of it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Well, in I, the, yeah. In the case of NWA, there was a lot of other issues as well. Yeah, yeah, right? of course, of course, of course. Of, with, I don't want to say the white man, but. <laughs> well, I mean, listen. <laughs> I mean, Ice Cube wasn't getting paid. So that was, there was that. There was, there was ego at play there. Nah, there was easy E was probably just as culpable as Jerry Heller. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Okay. I feel like anyway. Okay. But who took advantage? <laughs> listen, it's like a chicken and an egg. <laughs> we know what came first in that. Inst- we, we know what came first in that scenario, <laughs> innit? But. Generally, because of that position that Easy E was in to essentially dictate, you know, to the rest of the members, that was always going to create unsettlement. And when people aren't getting paid and aren't getting respected for what they've done, especially Ice Cube, who wrote the majority of the yeah. songs, the position is untenable. I got a question for you guys, though. Mm. Do you think the reason why groups can't survive today is because of conglomerates? If that makes sense. Like what? Like, for example, the reason why groups can't survive today is because there's an MMG. There's a YMCA and B. Do you know what I mean? Whereas- But they, they can't even survive. But they've already looked, because do you class them as a group? I think- no, not, no, those, those, those are crews. But the problem is, we know the difference. But to someone else, that's a, do you know what I mean? Do you think yeah. because Meek, Wale, and all of them kept on jumping on each other's songs, it's hard for another group to sustain the test of time when we've got essentially one here? Nah, not at all. I don't, I don't see how they're related in any way. I, 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 can't, I can't see why they would be. They're more crews anyway. Like no, I know, I know, but I just think because they kept on making music together, everyone essentially saw them as one team. Mm. So therefore, when another group comes out, it's already difficult for them as it is because these artists are packed together already making music. But it's not difficult for groups, bro. It's not difficult for groups to come- Bar Migos, who we've had in the last decade. But that doesn't mean because it's difficult. It just means the quality, it just isn't there. There are a few groups that are still together. But like who's, who's- like popping, popping. Just off the top of my head, I can't pop. Can you guys think of it? I think odd. Fu- let's look at Odd Future, right? A lot of them, like they, they're the massive group. Yeah, I don't even know all the members in that. Yemi could probably like enlighten us on them, man, isn't it? But no, like, I mean, you saw how they split though. Yeah, and look at the members that really started to shine. You had the internet that came from that. You had Frank Ocean's career popped off from that. Tyler, L Sweatshirt. You have Tyler, the creator, and that. Them man clearly had their own individual goals and aspirations in it. There was no way that it was going to work under the umbrella of Odd Future. So they had to separate. Yeah, but why though? We need to- we need Exactly to, that's that, what, with the creative nature of it. We need to differentiate between um, groups and collectives though. Odd Future is a collective. They did make music as a group, like group albums and stuff. But when I say groups, I mean more so like the outcasts, the tribes. But that's what I'm, that, that's going back to my point though, is the reason why it's hard for groups today because it's been taken over by collectives. So is a group, is, a, co- I mean, is, a, is a collective the same as a conglomerate? No, because Odd Future wasn't a conglomerate. MMG is a conglomerate in the sense of it's basically taken four individual rappers and mm-hmm. made a kind of made a group out of them, like forced a group out. But of that's them. what I'm saying. Do you think that makes it harder for actual I groups mean, to come up? Are because there many there are, Not anymore, but I'm just trying, the reason why we haven't seen any groups no, like I, that recently. But why do you think it's difficult though? Like, what do you think the place of a conglomerate does to a group like why do you think because i think they stand in the way of groups coming up because i feel like people are so say if you are, let's just use mmg as an example if you keep and drake used to always give them as just one ymcb and mmg as a conglomerate 
I read the reason why I think it's harder for a group is because if you kept on getting music from three or four artists, that's the same artist year after year giving us hits. I just think it's harder for a group to come out of nowhere, bar the Migos, and deliver on that same level because we're viewing them on the same. Do you know what I mean? Because we already nah. viewed these large groups. I just feel like we live. Not me. I don't. I'm just saying, just to the average consumer. No, I don't. I don't see how. So why haven't we had a group? We live. I'm gonna. I'm gonna answer that. We live in a very individualist society now. Look at Corday. He was part of YBN. He left YBN to go solo. So I feel like. Yeah, me. Right. Yeah. Peter, do you want to say something? YBN. So anyway, um, yeah, he left YBN um, and he decided to go solo. Um, it was it was amicable. It was all love and stuff. I just feel like we live in a, we live in a scene now. We live in an age where the grind kind of rewards individualism and that solo work. Mm. There is no real desire to be part of a group unless you're really trying to be a part of that group. For example, Flatbush Zombies. All great individuals in their own right, but they're, good as a group and they go off and they do their own solo stuff and then they come back it's like Migos as well um so in that respect there's probably only a handful of those right now like kind of new age ones um that are still like kind of popping in that respect but generally I feel like people coming into the game now aren't really trying to get in all of the politics of being in a group they want their own vision they have their own idea for what they want to do and where they want to take their their art and their music and they execute that I don't think people have time to be in a group anymore compared to like the 90s when it, it was on and popping. And there's still a few groups from the 90s that are still around, like still that never broke up, like Onyx, Cypress Hill, you know. Dayla. Dayla as well. So kind of linguists, all that as well. So there is that group spirit that's still, um, it's still around, but generally, as we've seen, the pressures of being in a group, as far as like wanting to pursue your own, you know, maybe someone is getting too big for their boots and they need to be given a reality check. Case in point, Tribe Called Quest. They, Fife and Tip basically f- fell out because Fife felt like Tip was getting too big for his boots. And it kind of just ended like that. And they were kind of beefing afterwards as well. So yeah. there's those elements to it as well. It's just, it's a, it's a hard, especially as you, as you become more and more into this thing, it becomes harder to negotiate what everybody wants yeah. versus what the group wants. Mm-hmm. Fame, celebrity, money, um, that all definitely play a factor as well. Because even if you look at, um, well, I can name any group really that probably starts dealing with stuff like that, even like Dipset. But based on what you men have said, are we going to say they're a collective or are they a group? Dipset's a group to me. They're group. a group. They're a group to me. They're a group to me as well. How many albums have they released as Dipset? A lot of mixtapes. Um, Diplomatic, Immunity, Volume 1 and 2. And I think they released something a couple of years ago, if I'm not mistaken. But they went through a lot. They're definitely- They went went through their own drama as well. But they, yeah, they had well over a decade, well, really. Yeah, Yeah. do you know what I mean? But it seemed like um, money was a bit of an issue there. Um, Ego, personality clashes with Jim Jones and stuff. And yeah, and then um, I guess Cam and Joel's not seeing eye to eye. And so there's a a lot of fame and money and ego that kind kind of pull apart groups as well. And I think more often than not, that probably plays more of a part in groups staying together than not as well. Yeah, because it's, diff- it's difficult to manage like multiple persons. It's hard. Man. It's hard because it's very difficult. Especially when they've got other people in their ear saying, you should be this big. Yeah, you should be paid this much, blah, 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 blah. And that obviously affects it as well. Mm. Um, I probably put G-Unit. I was just about to say, I was just about to say G-Unit. In that respect, as far as we're going to call them a group or whatever. Um, 
I mean, you see how that's going. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it, it is tough. It is tough. Um, I just feel like if you're not in it for, because when you're in a group, you kind of have to like disregard in a sense what you want for yourself because you have one other person to consider, two other people to consider, three other people to consider. Um, you're not always going to get your way in that respect. So you kind of have to compromise in that respect. After a while, you you don't want to compromise anymore. And you yeah. shouldn't you shouldn't you shouldn't have to necessarily. Um, but there are also those groups that, for whatever reason, they kind of just fade away without any real argument or anything. Outcast, for example, mm. they've never fallen out, never, and all that as well. And they kind of just went their separate ways in that respect. So there can be like amicable ends to groups. But even with Outcast, man, like I feel like they both have alluded to stuff over the years. Um, Andre, he um, he had a verse on a song. Ti called sorry, sorry, and he kind of addressed it. He kind of addressed what the issues with the the group kind of breaking up were, and he put the onus on himself. He kind of owned it, like you know, I was it was difficult. Yeah, he got that. I, mean, I, I essentially fell out, fell out of love with the industry as well, and I think how they dealt with it. Like that's why I rate Big Boy so much, man. Because at no point did he ever like kind From of put all the blame on Andre. But that's the rare instance where you find two people that understand the brand and have a deep love and respect for each other. So they're just not going to leave each other out. It's just like dry. Do you know what I mean? So they deal with it in a very classy way, but you don't always find groups. It comes group. down to, that, I think, just the relationship of the group. Because Funks, I don't know if Funks ever had a problem. Off the uh, of I, feel, I think I think crazy. I mean, busy. yeah, they stay I, think, breaking I, up, I think they've left a couple of times. I think yeah. Just, yeah. I'm done. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, they stay yeah. breaking up and making uh, up. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, even like to take it even further back, DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, Best friends went their separate ways, never had issues. I think if you're in a group with someone that you're that tight with, it probably makes it a little bit easier to like kind of part. Mm. But if you've been forced into a group by the industry or That's what, yeah. you know, maybe you've been, you know, rapping on the block and you meet someone who's of a similar caliber and you form a group in that respect, you don't know him from Adam or whatever, um, it, it might be a bit harder to kind of maintain that. I think that's what happened with G Unit in Game. That's exactly what game it was. Didn't, game didn't grow up with all them. Boys. Dre gave it to him. I think Young Buck as well. Young Buck didn't grow up with um, Tony Yeo, Lloyd Banks, and Fifty. Um, I'm not actually sure how Young Buck got brought into the equation, but I know that Game was initially signed to Interscope. Or no, sorry, Aftermath, and um, I think he was struggling with making his own music, so they just put him with Fifty. And then 50 kind of took him under he his wrote ha- He wrote both songs. Hey, I love it. Yeah, it helped him with the, the choruses and stuff. And then he essentially just joined G-Unit. But we saw how that ended. <laughs> and there wasn't really much of a foundation, which is why the personality started to clash. Game started feeling like, no, you know what? Like You're beefing with all these artists that I don't actually have an issue with. So he felt like, you know what? I'm going to stand on my own too as well. I'm not, I'm sorry, I can't adopt you. But it was also deeper than that. And though. 50 felt away towards that. But that's like an example of two personalities clashing, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Two leaders in their own in their own right, clashing. Um, I forgot what my point was, but yeah. It might be a case as well of people using a group as a come up for them to kind of like, that's their, that's their in into the industry and that's their in into music. Um, I don't really have any concrete evidence because that would suggest something more sinister at play a little bit. But someone like Corday, obviously he's been, he was rapping before he joined YBN, Mm. obviously. But the YBN name kind of, put him up on a, in another level. And then he kind of used, he took that ball and he ran with it. You know, he did the the old N-words, replied to J. Cole. Bodied it. And bodied it, then dropped his debut album, then left shortly after. Um, so in that respect, it was a means to an end. Mm. You can kind of say it was like 
using, I don't want to say it in a negative way because it's not always negative, but YBN was like a launching pad for him. But again, um, it's, it's like you said, the way the introduction to the group, if it is an introduction, as in it just is based on music alone, I think that's where the problem is. If, if you're the foundation of your relationship is just music alone, you can always have problems there. True. Do you know what I mean? But it just comes out to if the groups that we look at that stuck together, the the outcast, the loxes, it was bef- it was it's bigger than that. Do you know what I mean? Mm. The ones that easily fall, you could tell that it's just the game. The game and fifty relationship was just music alone when they first got together. There was nothing else to it. It don't take a lot for do you know what I mean? It doesn't take it's it's easy to spark that feud. Mm. So what about um Leaders of the new school because I think that man like was quite tight. I think they might have even grown up together with Buster Rhymes, and but he left the group quick. As soon as he started to ascend, <coughs> he was he was he, he was done. They fell out though. I feel like okay. he fell he fell out with them. Um, at least in like I think that's what I read when I was like when I first got into them. Um, but was it triggered by how he started to ascend? Maybe. Okay. I think so. And there's instances like that too where you lot come into the industry as a group. You lot are one. Right, no one's gonna outshine no one, sort of thing. We're all on like you know equal playing field, sort of thing. And then one of you goes off and expresses yourself and is featured elsewhere, and then you kill it, and then you start attracting all this like attention and notoriety. That's when it comes out. That's where it starts causing tension within your group as well. And then things you start seeing that the foundation isn't as solid as you thought. And that's what that's what mob as well. There as well. Well, I mean, Rocky obviously did his thing. Ferg's been doing his thing. They basically kicked Ferg out of ASAP Mob for. Yeah, it was like a couple of years ago. I think it was like 2020. And he addressed it on a, a song on one of, on his like album that year. Um, just basically saying, you can't kick me out. I am ASAP, all that sort of stuff. And they they go, I mean, listen, Harlem and stuff. Like yeah. they're, they're friends from way back. So there are examples of even if we are tight and we grew up together and all that stuff, same thing with Tribe. Like they were, Fife and Tip have been close, like best friends from young, young. So mm. there is there are those examples of, the music, the business, the industry, breaking up friendships, genuine friendships, yeah. and that leads to the demise of a group. Meanwhile, Ali Shahid is just there chilling. I mean, sometimes it's to the benefit <laughs> of the group splitting apart, if we're going to be honest. It's sometimes a group does need to split up. Nelly did not belong in the set lunatics. The, the <laughs> label done the absolute right thing to get rid of him, to get rid of the rest of them, respectfully. Mm. Like, sometimes it makes sense. Are you telling me you want to see Murphy Lee? Nah. I'll rest my case. So how, how often do the, the labels That's what play a part too? Because for some reason, I can't think of an example, but I feel like we have seen instances where a label has maybe wanted to take one member. That's of Nelly. Oh, is that what happened? Literally, Sent Lunatics was a package deal. Okay. And they go, we like the look of Nelly. Because I remember I was watching their, they got a complex thing where they were talking about country grammar. Mm. And that was his first song. And then that got shipped. That was part of the Sent Lunatic before the album came out here, guys. Ah. And then the record label goes, we only want to deal with Nelly. Mm. And these are his boys from before. The guy that went, the dumb one that wears the mask, all of them. <laughs> they came and was like, they told him, now nah, Nelly, we're good. You do it. Mm. So even in Country Grammar, I think Murphy Lee wrote one first, Nelly wrote another, whatever. And then, but it worked. Yeah. They were right to do that. <laughs> Respectfully. I, I get what you're saying. Do you know what in I mean? A business, like, in a business sense, yeah. But was Buster right to leave? Because even, <laughs> you know I mean? even with a Nelly point, we probably wouldn't have received Nelly the same way if it would have been under the umbrella of it, St. Lunas. Exactly, because yeah. then it's not, Nelly, yeah, it's yeah. like had, we don't know what he might not have released. What he, he released, he, he, he might not have really come out with the yeah. dilemmas that are hot in his whatever. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes we do need groups to break up mm. for us to get the true value of our artist. Mm. What about on the UK side? Do we see many grime rap breakups? The movement. 
Okay. So solid for but them. They, but they, I don't feel like they really accepted the title of being a group group. And that more so felt like just four individuals that were just not put together, but just like ascended. I didn't look at the movement as a group, personally. See what I mean? Yeah, I, gen- I, I never once. A lot of people don't. I never once. I think they might be more of a group. collective than a yeah. group. I never once looked at them as a group. They were always just a collective to me. Yeah. But I never looked at them as how I look at a Krypton Conan. Kept the Conan but this is what a central group to me. But that's how I see Dipset and G-Unit. Like, I see them more as a collective than a group because they, obviously they dropped music together, but they were still their own individuals more so than they were a group. No, if, but, you me, if, you, if you feel me. But your introduction to some of the artists was via Dipset, right? No. Like, no, 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 I'm, no, I'm no. not you personally, oh. but Yemi. I mean, yeah. That's I mean, what I'm saying. Dipset Anthem. If, exactly. So if my introduction to someone is via a group, mm-hmm. then it's different. Whereas the movement, they were already four individuals before Nah, it happened. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I already knew these four individuals and then they made a movement. With Joel Santana, I was a kid. I don't know if I knew Joel's before Old Boy. So it might have been the first time I heard Old Boy. I'm like, all right, cool. Like, okay. Yeah. Now it's like, he's, he runs with Yeah, but that's Dipset. Cameron putting his boy on. Right? That's what I'm saying. But that's why I look at it as a group. Cause then I looked, it's Dipset. These are the first time I find out about certain artists. Mm-hmm. If I already know, perfect example, I already, we knew about Wale. So when he joined MMG, we knew what that was. Mm. Okay, let me be more clear. I don't know if you are a group if you're consistently dropping solo work outside of the group. Oh, okay, that's fair. Why not? Because I feel like if you're a group, you're dropping group albums. Like uh, and, and you're not and you're not doing outside. But what if of that's it? just not a thing of the time? What like when Gene came out, just besides that one album, it just wasn't a thing of the time for our groups. But I don't think like there was a period where there were no groups that much when Genie were out. I don't feel like there was any groups at all, really. Right, many, yeah. yeah. Which so is why like, I feel like they move more like a collective. But then is that no, but are they still a group? But it's just it's not the time for it. So 50 has to do 50. Mm. It doesn't make them less of a group. It's, it's just 50 is ridiculously maybe, hot right now. Do maybe, you know what I mean? Maybe, but I mean, listen, Banks was, when was Banks' first album? Banks was lazy though. It was like 2000. I want to say six. Around them times. Yeah, or five or six. Five, well, when he had six. On Fire and all of that. Yeah. Beamer's, Benz and Bentley. That's about all five. No, Beamer, Benz and Bentley, that was way later. Was that way later? Yeah. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, even on the UK front, I was thinking about like, did Soul Solid split up? Just like Chrissy. Not officially, but they kind of all just, they just kind of stopped in it. But I still feel like they get together and do their concerts yeah, yeah, every yeah. now and again. But I was thinking more so about Chinchy Strider and um, and Rough Squad. And I don't, I think, it seemed like from the jump, he was going to be the star. It's like they, they I think they positioned him to where you know what, you you go forth, maybe because you've got the most like marketability or whatever, like, but you go forth, you be the star. Um, and he always sort of came back. He would kind of like jump in and out between doing his solo thing and then coming and doing the group thing. But that might be an example. I can't think of many examples where you've positioned someone who you know is the star to be the star, to go off and do their solo thing and then come back and be a part of the group. Which is why I feel like- I was thinking about Destiny's Child, but nah. I don't, I don't know. They never, that's not right. They never, yeah, but they never, <laughs> they never positioned Beyonce. I mean, they her, her, dad, her dad did. Yeah, they definitely they, they positioned her dad did. But <laughs> the group never did. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, oh, but B was always, you could always see she was like- She one. was marketed. Oh, no, yeah. I could tell she you. She was always the one. I could tell you a group that had one person in it oh. and they sing, respectfully, the Pussycat Dolls. That was one person, that's it. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah, we, so, I mean, we're getting off topic, but you know what I mean? I was yeah, 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 I hear that. Because um, there was always like the one in a lot of groups. Yeah. Like for Wu, it was meth. For a long time, it was meth. And then it became Ghost and Ray. But meth is still the one though, even though 
Ray and Meth went, Ray, um, Ray and Ghost went and did whatever they did. So in a lot of groups, you find that with G-Unit, it was 50. With Dipset, it was Cam. With Tribe, it was Q-Tip. With Dayla, no. It was, all, it was all three of them. With Dipset, was it ever Jarrell's? Um, no. Or was it, it was just based on potential? Cam was always the was one. Was it just based on potential? No, he was just hot. Okay, cool. But Cam was always the one in it. Do you know what I mean? Mob Deep, nah. It was both of them. Um, Fuji's Lauren? Lauren. But was she... Here's the thing. Sorry, Miss Hill? <laughs> but be respectful at all times. Sure. Okay. <laughs> but were they ever like... Okay, who's who's doing the positioning though? Is it the group themselves or is it... Us. us. The positioning us. comes into, I guess, how the group comes about. Because sometimes it could be us, but sometimes it's how they come together. Dipset was Cam's. He was the first one that came true. Yeah. And then he brought, he was, Jimmy was like his right hand man. So if Jimmy was already been there. Then they brought in Jarrell's. So that was Cam from the jump. G-Unit, 50 was the, the leader on all the mixtapes that they had before Get Rich and Die Trying. It was always 50 in G-Unit. Do you know what I mean? He brought them in because he was the, he was the first one. So, so the locks, it, it could be either or. With the locks. Because I would say Jaina Styles are, Chic. I think they all are on the same level when they're in a group. The interesting thing with the locks is that um, if you go back to the 90s and listen to their music, um, it probably started off with Sheik she or, got the Jada, early push. or Jada being the nicest ones. And then as they started going on, it was just clear that Jada was the best one. Yeah, And I think they realized that as well, based on what they were, the feedback they were getting from fans. So Jada just assumed that position. Yeah, um, And then on top of that, he was doing a lot of like solo stuff as well. No, I, I, yeah, I agree. Because she had, was it the verse of Reservoir Dogs when he went crazy with it? That too. Yeah, so. I mean, so. Um, but the only reason I bring them up is because I think that in a group, they might be looked at as even. Yeah. Like no one, do you know what I mean? But then Jada did get the push. So I think everyone. How many groups do we see like that? That were like what? Even. I think locks are one. When no, they're in no, it. I think when they're in it though. Nah, man. Nah, it's hot. Like, it depends on what you mean. We know, you. that's what I'm saying. When we know Jada Kiss is the nicest. We know Kiss it to me. But Styles is nice. She, it's just when you look at, lock, like, you know how you look at certain groups and you just think, it's, it's outweighed here. It's not even, bro. Do you, when you listen even. to the locks, though, would you think, when you listen to the locks, do you think, oh, this, it don't make sense? Um, no, it's just clear that Jade is the one. I love, I probably love Styles more than I do Jade. Yeah, I but it's clear that Jade is the one. It's clear. You can say that again if you want. <laughs> um, so I don't know many groups where like it's even. Is there any then? There probably isn't. There probably isn't because it's big. Sorry, go whatever way you can look at it, whether it's someone getting more vocals than the other, or someone's doing all the production, or someone's more commanding when they are performing. Public opinion and well, yeah, public opinion is always going to sway towards one person anyway because we're kind of like that. We like we like to we like to try and find the the best person in in amongst the bunch um, and market them as or just like present them as as as, as the star, yeah. which you know. Can I ask a question? Probably is a fault on us. Can I ask a just quick question? Can you become underrated because of your group? Yes. Can you become a victim of your group? Inspector Deck. I was thinking Big Boy. Yes. Yes to both. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, for sure. I, I think there's quite a few minutes. Yeah, yeah, I'll just double check because I'm thinking it's- Because with Tribe, I underrate Fife because of how much I love Black. Q-Tip. Yeah, good. Do you know what I mean? Um, with the locks, we probably underrate Sheik. Right, well, we, rightly so, but we, it's still done. We, we don't underrate you. <laughs> we definitely underrate Big Boy. Yeah, that's what I was, that's the one that came to my head. And just for your your question, when you was like, who's even? I think Crept Corner not actually even. I, I generally, think, I think Crept is nicer. I think Crept is probably nicer, but it's, it's close. Though. It's, it's close. Yeah, it's the closest I could think. It's I generally close. think there is. Yeah, it's tricky. Who's yeah. better? Yeah. What breakup affected you the most? Game of Fifty. 
Really? Yeah, I was a young though, man. Yeah. I was young. I would live that. Um. I say G, you know, I can't like G, you know, hurt me, bro. To be honest, any of the ones that would have affected me were way before my time, like exactly. Tribe. Um, yeah, I mean, Tribe probably would have been the only one, to be honest. Oh, future didn't really affect me that much because you kind of knew it was coming. Um, yeah, not that many, to be honest. No, I think for me, yeah, it was probably G, you know, man. It is, isn't it? G, you know, and Dipset. I hated seeing the way Dipset were going out, man. That, that bothered me. So you must have hated their verses. Because they went out sad. Yeah, that was that was sad as well. Because um, fun facts, like me and my friends, yeah, we thought we were dipset. Do you know what I mean? So my boy, he was Cam. My other boy was Freaky Zeke. That's nasty. <laughs> my other boy was Jim Jones. So he don't want to be. He don't want to be. And, jo- and I was Jewels. <sighs> and he chose Freaky Zeke. <laughs> no, we gave him that in it because he, he couldn't fill any other role in it. Just there. <laughs> just, yeah, just gave him that in it. And then. So this, I mean, he could, this is my groups break up. He could, this he, is my groups. He could have been. Up. He could have been JL right. Huh? He could have been Hell Real, but yeah, yeah like why did he be Hell Real? Because them men are like reserve members, innit? But you'd rather be freaky. This is why groups break yeah, up. Yeah, because he's closer, he's closer knit. Yeah, means you're right. This is why groups This is why groups break up. Why? Because you're giving a you're giving a side man freaky Zeke. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you're, putting your hands in, like this. you're putting the man in a side man position. Man, freaky Zeke. Don't ever say that name in this pod. Dunya. That's, again. His, that's his name. I don't care. Alright, man. But um, <laughs> thank you for the fun fact. Hey, um, and more of the story is um, boy, groups, stay woke. When your guys might go rogue one day and just up and leave for whatever reason. But uh, yeah, man. Just don't get in a group. Or don't get in a group either. Um, I mean, some people might need it, to be fair. Mm. Some people might need it. Some people are really whack and need uh, <laughs> we need a group to hide their whackness. Mm. Um, can't think of anyone for now, but uh, some people probably pop Is up. Thing whack, take off, respectfully. No, he's not whack. Nah, he's not whack. All right, cool. He needs more respect. By the way, I, I, I will listen to you saying he's not whack. <laughs> you know what? I don't want to hear you pipe up. <laughs> Just out of curiosity, yeah? You know when you guys all decided to be Dipset? Yeah. Was you wearing 4XL? Nah, nah. Right, cool, nah, just checking, nah. just checking, just checking. Just checking. <laughs> I want to see how far you took Tims. this adventure. Nah, I didn't, I didn't Tims. No, I didn't. The fucking oh, do-rag oh, do oh, underneath the hat. Size Averex. <laughs> nah, nah, nah I, didn't, I didn't go that far. Um, I think they call me Jewels just because, they thought I was Jewels just because at the time I was a sweet boy, pretty boy, and do you know what I mean? That's, that's it. You think Jewels has ever been called a pretty boy? Um, yeah. Jewels was a pretty boy at one point. Yeah. How the mighty fall. <laughs> I know he's, he's barely got teeth now, isn't it? Bro, I'm his, saying his teeth look like they're they're gonna drop out at any point. Shout out to Joel's though, man. Salute to Joel's man. All right, we're gonna move on to the second topic of today, and uh, we've basically talked about this this topic a little bit on the pod, but we want to break it down a little bit more from a different perspective. We're gonna talk about the Mount Rushmore of hip hop. Now, the Mount Rushmore of hip hop is a topic of hot debate and hot deliberation about who should be on it, who deserves to be on it, what it actually means. Um, but the definition of the Mount Rushmore is basically the most influential people like in, well, the Mount Rushmore itself is basically, we all know what the Mount Rushmore is. It's the four presidents on a stone slab in the middle of nowhere in America. Um, they're seen as the most influential presidents in American history. Um, and we kind of lend that argument to hip hop as well, as far as the inf- most influential people in the genre. Um, but Mo had a question about that, which was, can you have a Mount Rushmore without including the pioneers of hip hop? The people who, without them, hip hop wouldn't be what it is today. Um, so yeah, boys. How do My we Mount Rushmore is me with four different expressions. That's all I was waiting for. Thank Don't you, Aubrey. <laughs> yeah, but you can start this one actually. Um, well, I mean, 
I looked up the Mount Rushmore and I looked up as to why the people on the Mount Rushmore, the actual Mount Rushmore are there. So you've got George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Abraham Lincoln and Teddy Roosevelt. Now, they all represent four different aspects of America and American history. So George Washington represents the birth of America. Mm. No more to be said about that. Thomas Jefferson represents the growth of America because he signed the Declaration of Independence and a very important president in that respect. Mm. Abraham Lincoln represents the development of the nation because he was the president during slavery. He freed the slaves and all that good stuff. Allegedly. Allegedly. Sure. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I didn't realise we were going to get political today. But, um, and then... We've got one more left, guys. And then Teddy Roosevelt represents the preservation of America. Um, he was seen as like a very important president at the time, uh, pre um, the Wall Street crash in 1929, very much preserving American values and stuff. So if we're going to apply those definitions to our four slabs in the hip hop genre, then I think a lot of Mount Rushmore's might need to be reconsidered. Okay, so based on what you've just said, who should be on it then? I mean, the buff has to be Cool Herc, right? Okay. Because... It's very obvious. Okay. He's, without him, we don't have hip hop. When it comes to the growth, I'm torn. It could be Run DMC. It could be Melly Mel. It could be the Sugar Hill Gang. It could, could be Could it be both? both? Could it be both Melly Mel and Run DMC? Potentially. Does it need to be? I mean, it's one person or one group, one entry. Well, who had two. Who had more of an impact? Probably. Mm, it's a tough one, man. It's either it's, it's either Melly Mel or Run DMC. I think Melly Mel, he introduced the kind of like, um, you know, the political aspect of it, hip hop as a, as a force for social change, the message and all that good stuff. And at the time he was nice. Um, Run DMC, I mean, boy, the first group to really break the mainstream in that sense, Adidas and all that, Aerosmith and Rock This Way and all that as well. So a very, very, very important group. Like people would say the best group of all time, the greatest group of all time for those reasons. Um, so it's either one of those two. Um, when it comes to the development, it's got to be Rakim, okay. I'd say. Um, without him, we don't have so many different MCs that you know we still love and cherish today. Mm -hmm. So I probably have to say Rakim. I had Kane, but I don't think his impact is as strong. As, as Rakim? Yeah, generally, I don't know. So that's your objective? Like, objective, this is all objective. Yeah, yeah, this is all objective. And for preservation, I mean, preservation is a, is a is a sticky one because you can interpret it in different ways. Who's preserving hip hop? Who's preserving the the culture? Who's preserving the art form? So I had Nas, maybe, maybe Jay. As you were talking, I would I would have said Hope. I would have Nas. I would have gone a whole lot of you. You would have said Nas. My first choice was Nas, um, just because he's obviously a direct disciple of, or descendant, should I say, of of Rakim um, and all that as well. So. If I had to choose, I'd probably say Nas. So in that respect, in the most literal sense, when it comes to the Mount Rushmore, it's Cool Herc, Nas, Rakim, and either Run DMC and Melly Mel. Probably Run DMC. Now, obviously, that doesn't necessarily wash with people of a certain generation yeah. and certain generations, but they are pioneers, yeah. especially Cool Herc. Um, who else did I say? Melly Rakim, Mel. Run DMC. Can we then, if we then take them out of a Mount Rushmore, let's say, does the, does the Mount Rushmore lose validity for no. what it actually means? No. And I'll tell you why. Tell me more. I'm going to give you an example. 
please do. Talk to us. When we say football, Mount Rushmore. was. Here we go. Do you mind add Garincha? Even though he doesn't step over. <laughs> He's not, he, no, 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 no. I'm just asking a question. Can we just, I, I have a point <laughs> I'm trying to, I've got a station I'm trying to get to. Can I get off my station, please? We might not add Garincha, but we might add Pele. We're not adding Garincha, cool. period. All right, who was the first, right, who was the first person to kick a ball? You know why you don't know? Because it don't matter. Okay, go on. Therefore, we, if we're not including the Mount Rushmore football, the first person that kicked the ball, I don't need to add the first person that put a rhyme to a mic in my Mount Rushmore. Is it not the same thing? It's a bit different. How is it different? The guy kicked the ball for the first time. We wouldn't have football without whoever it was. That's not the same, bro. I don't think that's the same as Cool Herc throwing the first hip hop party and basically starting a whole new culture and a whole new generation of what it meant to be black and urban and all that stuff. No, I, I hear you. And I get it to why they could be I don't think, how can I put it? If that's the case, that means the Mount Rushmore was solidified in 1989. Which I disagree with. That's my point. Yeah. I don't think a no. Mount Rushmore could be a closed off sec. Like, I don't think it could be, this is it now, the door's yeah. closed. Okay, cool. Because because still, before sorry. you, I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off. But, but, oh, sorry, yeah, before you jump in. Won't it. there come a point where it is closed off? No, we're not accepting no more nominations. I, that's I, it. Well, I can thing. tell you where that here's door stopped. The actual Mount Rushmore, was built in the twenties. Okay. Oh, for real. So they haven't added anybody else since the twenties. So if we're going by that logic, it probably cuts off after like ninety four for hip hop. But with but, with, but with that though, like with them presidents, you could argue that, and I'm not even well versed in like American history now, but you could argue that we just haven't experienced that many great presidents since them man. It's different with rap. We've experienced a lot of great rappers. Talk about you know, it. And and a lot of impactful rappers. That's probably why there are way more nominations in True. this conversation than not. For, for, for me, my Mount Rushmore consists of Jay-Z, Tupac, Shock. I mean. Kanye West, and I have difficulty with this last one because it's, I don't, I want to give it, I'm leaning more towards one than the other just because I'm probably more of a bigger fan. Probably Nas, but if I have Was to be like completely unbiased, then I might have to give it to Wayne. It would have to go to Wayne. No, he wouldn't. I don't want to give it to Wayne. Well, over the, even the pioneers, are we saying? Is this just yeah, your- I, Yeah, like, I mean, to that, to, that, to that argument, I don't think we need to stick to the pioneers because we could argue that there are rappers that have come out after the pioneers that have been more impactful than the pioneers. Because like, I, I feel like a lot of what the pioneers done, it is going to sound mad, but we lose it quite quickly in the. What do you mean? Evolution of hip hop. What do you mean? Do we though? What do you mean? Like okay, so how? Because without that impact, we don't have several other impacts. Essentially, the impact are they? Of the yeah, pioneers, but are they? Are, are what they brought into the game still being maintained today? But would it have been maintained without them? Would there be anything? No, to it maintain? wouldn't be here. But no, would there be anything to maintain without them? Precisely. Exactly. And so regardless of what it is. Yeah. So this is why it's sticky. Mm. Because you have to pay them homage. Because without them, we ain't doing this. You know what I'm saying? So Homage can be... Salute. Salute. <laughs> cool, but... It don't have to be Mount Rushmore. Bro. Cool, but if we're sticking to the actual meaning of, the, of Mount Rushmore as far as like influential. Mm. Because again, like, obviously you could say that Nas is a better rapper than Rakim. But Nas wouldn't be here without Rakim. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So which one outweighs the other? Does the fact that... Yeah. Rakim made MCs like Nas possible stronger than Nas who raps better and may have had a better career than Rakim. So we can't say that Nas 
birthed rappers without saying that Rakim birthed the rappers that Nas birthed. So yeah, essentially, he still he, he yeah, still comes back to him. It all, it all comes back to the root, which is Rakim and Cool Herc. That just reminded me, I still got to do that family tree. Boy. Yeah, bro, it's I think hard, man. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be it's subjective. It's, it'll be wavy, though, I can't lie. Yeah. It'll be amazing. It's subjective. But yeah, we'll be waiting for that. Episode 200. It's coming. <laughs> it's coming. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a tricky one, man. I feel like, obviously, again, it goes back to the football debate. Messi, Ronaldo for our generation. Pele, Maradona for other generations. You know what I mean? People want to have their favourites and who they feel like is the most impactful in this current moment or that current moment mentioned and acknowledged in that respect. Yeah, but that shouldn't always be the case, though, because, like... <laughs> How long is a moment? And that sh- that should be indicative of whether these names should be mentioned. But what if the mo- there are just certain names that I don't care how hot you are, I don't care how long you've been hot for, I'm not going to allow you into the conversation. You want to give an example? Um, future. Is Kendrick deserving? Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Or is it? This is a better question. Is he pending a Mount Rushmore nah, conversation? Nah. And that's and that's. Do you think that? Do- wait, but you know that's where cross- it gets tricky though. Wait, because I, I sorry, can you? That's where it gets tricky though because. As great as Kendrick is, for whatever reason, it still doesn't translate to being on that Mount Rushmore. Can I ask a question to come back to that? Yeah, go on. Is Kendrick capable of being the greatest ever? Uh, Musically. Capable. Yeah, is he capable? Capable, of course. But is he going to be? No, Probably not. But I'm just saying, is he capable of it? Yes. Is Musically. He cap- so therefore, surely he's capable of being on the Mount Rushmore. If you're the greatest. No, no, no. But how can he be on the... How, how, can he be the how are you measuring the greatest then? More to the point, and I love Kendrick. How was he influential and how was he a pioneer? I'm not saying in my argument if he's going to be but I just generally think if you're, the reason why Hov's in my Mount Rushmore is because I think he's the greatest rapper ever. But I don't think is he the greatest because he's a pioneer? Or is he greatest because of everything, the longevity, the albums, the people, then it, then it the, comes Kanye, into the people he's given us? Yeah. Then it comes into we have to set a concrete criteria exactly. for this. I hear you. But I just, with Kendrick, he's just artistically, he could be but, artistically superior to everybody. But how can but you, he still won't be on Mount Rushmore for me? Can yeah. can you be the greatest rapper ever without being on Mount Rushmore? Can you be the greatest yeah. footballer ever? Without, it goes back to the criteria you, though. Can you be the greatest footballer ever without being on football Mount Rushmore? You could, man. Because again, it goes back to the definition. I think that's a false equivalent though, man. I don't know if we could keep comparing the football to the to the music. But it goes back, it goes back to influence, right? It goes back to you know what you how you changed the game. Like the actual rap Moshmore, those are presidents who changed American history. We're talking about rappers who changed the game, whether it, whether it comes down to the actual culture of it, the sound, the way people rap. So what's all that? So why is Nas in Mount Rushmore? What would be your debate argument for that? I'm probably wrong for putting him there, to be honest with you, because right. I'm putting him there based on how impactful Illmatic was, um, his penmanship, the longevity, the consistency, um, the storytelling ability, and how a lot of rappers adopted certain things from him. But if I'm saying that, then I'm automatically giving that credit to Rakim as well because a exactly. lot of things came from him. So that's him being is probably more of a personal preference. But if we're going by what the criteria that Yemi set, then Wayne might be more deserving, unfortunately. <laughs> I can't. I just can't. I'm trying, I, can't I, I, I can't think of any other rapper that has been as impactful. As, as, as Wayne other than the names I've already said in our lifetime yeah as far as, far as like our generation yeah. I honestly I agree I think there's it's, one it's, person it's tough I think there's one person but I, I will never point my mind much more who I think 50's got a dumb influence on kids especially UK up to a point though. I think UK good shout I think UK and America 50, good shout 50's got a ridiculous 
ridiculous. Digger D just wrapped yeah, up yeah, 50B. Exactly. But, but the only issue with that is that it's still just a pocket though. Like 50 was influential to the street, man. But the other names that we put on there, like it's bigger than that, man. That Their vibrations like affected like the whole shape of this genre. And that's why 50 can't be in that conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like Kanye, what Kanye did, yeah, bruv. That's that's like- Kanye's in my mouth. That even came out of the genre of hip hop, bruv. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It affected music, popular music. And then with Wayne, like, ugh, it's just it's just mad, isn't it? We know what Jay did. And, you know, Tupac, for me, his influence is still being felt as well. Yeah, I'm, the, I'm similar to you. So it's just, it, the vibrations just, it's, I, I, if it's still going as well, it's just kind of like, yo, there's no way you just can't not put his name in. I feel like Wayne's influence is still being felt. What's your Mount Rushmore, Mo? My Mount Rushmore's whole Park. So Jay-Z, Park. And then I got them two. Okay. Jay-Z and Tupac are the two not moving. Yeah. Because of the influence I had on them. The other two is Dicey. I've got Kanye third. Yeah. And then the fourth I have to sit on. Because I've got Nas. I've got Wayne. And 50 is there, but just based on because of the influence he had on me okay. and the people I listen to. Mm-hmm. But I can't put 50 over ahead of Wayne and I can't put 50 ahead of um, Nas. Yeah, who's yours? Jay, Tupac, uh, Ye and Wayne. I think with Wayne, you cannot deny the impact he's had. Is it a good impact? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Why not? It affects... Because that's, that's objective. It affected like... Is my Rushmore not subjective? No, well, I'm trying to make it not subjective. At a certain point, nah. I'm trying to make it not. At a certain point. So if I think you made music worse... I mean, that can affect how you see Amount Rushmore. But if we're talking about the amount of people who literally, it's kind of like the Rakim debate. Rakim birthed a bag of rappers yeah, but who followed his style and so did Lil Wayne. But who did he birth? The Nazis. The, like he, That's your opinion. All right, give me, who come up, give me someone that came off Wayne Street. That came Thug. off Wayne Street? Yeah. Thug. Thug came off Wayne Street. But how hip hop is made now amongst like, particularly in the- Migos. All, all of that okay, is- I, 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 Okay, a lot of that is Wayne. Okay. Is it good music? I don't particularly that's enjoy it. That's irrelevant. I hate. That's irrelevant because the impact is still in the impact. Yeah, we're talking. We're talking literal impact. We're not talking about if you like the impact. Like, that's not how. Well, but can but can we measure that though? Can we measure whether the impact was good and bad? Do you get what I mean? And can that be a minus? Depends on who you're asking. It depends. On who, I'm looking solely at the fact that you impacted the game in whatever way, in a way that we can actually see. It's palpable because a lot of people impact shit. You know. It just we just don't know if it will stand the test of time, and it doesn't always stand the test of time. But I don't necessarily Keith had impact, but Chief Keith, yeah, Chief Keith had massive. But impact. I don't necessarily think it's fair to put someone in the Mount Rushmore because you feel like they had a better impact than someone who might have had a bigger impact. Mm. Because you see what I mean? Their impact, yeah. No, not even necessarily. It's just the thing of like, if let's say for example, if Little Wayne had a bigger impact than Jay Z, but you're putting Jay Z on the Mount Rushmore for Little Wayne because you like Jay-Z more, you like his impact more. I don't think that's necessarily fair. Okay, But then we need to find a way to measure it then. It's hard. Mm. It's hard. I thought- I think like, that's a fair one though. I think the four we've come up is fair. If you put Wayne there, I don't think there's anything- I mean, but amongst would us- you, Would you eventually throw Drake in there? Never. No. You don't think he'll be influential? Never in this never life. In this life. Never in, well- No, we're not doing that. We're not gonna, no, 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 no. We're not about to say- No, that. because Ye's in there. And Ye influenced Drake. Okay, fine. And we're no, because it's, we're not doing it. There's no so what, way. a man called Aubrey can't be in the No, Rushmore. you lot just told me Kendrick can't be in Mount Rushmore. You're not about to give me Aubrey Graham. Drake is probably more impactful. And, well, overall package. Mo, you're not. You're, might be. Mo, you you're, might not, be you're looking this in a very like, linear way, bro. Like, 
We're not saying that Kendrick isn't better than Kendrick. I get what you're I mean, saying. Kendrick that. isn't better than Drake. We're not saying that, bro. Like we we understand that. But you it's have to pack. it's the bigger appeal. It's yeah. the bigger do you know what I mean? And Drake's probably got more he's got it in him to be more impactful. He probably does because what are we I guess judging, they, I, I, what are we judging impact by? When you guys say Drake is more impactful than effect. Kendrick, what does that mean? Effect. Because if you ask my honest opinion, if they both drop an album today, I think Kendrick will have a bigger impact. No, I think I think Drake. I think he will. I think honestly, I think Drake. Honestly. I think Drake affects culture, pop culture, more than Kendrick. But this is that's pop culture. We're specifically talking about hip hop, hip hop too. Yeah, I don't think. I think if they both drop an album today, if we're talking about just hip hop culture, I think Kendrick is shaking more hip hop culture, not pop culture. That's but you, yeah, but bro. But then that's that, what I'm. Yeah, the but you not pop culture. But you also have to factor in the fact that Kendrick hasn't dropped in a long time, so a lot that's of the vibrations that we're gonna feel is gonna be from that. Who's forced that? <laughs> Stop it. No, but you get what I mean? Okay. No, I hear you. I hear you. I just think in Drake shakes more pop culture. Don't get me wrong. But if this is still a hip hop Mount Rushmore, we've mm. only basing it on hip hop culture, right? Mm. We're not basing it on anything else. Okay. Does he shake more than Kendrick? I still think so, man. Do you get what I mean though? I still think so. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's neck and neck. I feel like with Kendrick- I don't think it's neck and neck. I think it's neck and neck. I think with Kendrick, every time he drops, he's going to be impactful. I think with Drake, every time, not only every time he drops, it's going to be impactful in some way, shape or form, whether we love it or hate it. Just the machine of Drake is a lot more visible, doing a little bit more generally to be like just out there. Whereas Kendrick can kind of just drop an album, torn and throw his phone away, you know? Yeah. And it just disappear. So it really just depends on what you mean by impact. Why don't we have any women? On Mount Rushmore, should we? I mean, good question. I feel like, I don't know, you know, um, I can't answer that question. I feel like when it comes to women, who do you feel is like who do you put worthy? Kim? I would have said on the Mount Rushmore. Um, if, the- I ha- if I was picking one, then maybe. Okay. I, think, I, think, I think it's difficult when we're talking about female MCs, isn't it? Because it's, it's capped. Just because it's limited. It's a male dominated sport, you know, and um there's just way more it's just it's male dominated. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's a bit it's, it's capped for, for women, isn't it, unfortunately. So it's probably why like, it's it's difficult for, you know, the Kims to be in the conversation. But Kim's impact was like mad. Yeah, for sure. We still see it. Yeah, you know I'm saying. We still see it. I think yeah, if I had to say a woman, it would be Kim. Or Lauren, one of the two. But I think I'll go with Kim. I think Kim might be more impactful than Lauren. I'll put Latifah up there as well. Latifah's up there as well. As impactful as Kim and Lauren? Lauren's impactful a lot. I'd say Latifah's more impactful than Lauren. You reckon? I no, think without Latifah, no. you might not have Lauren. Mm. From the rap side. Mm. From the rap side of things. But the MC Light, Roxanne Shantae. Yeah. Like, How far back do you go? Yeah. 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 You know what I'm saying? So, and women generally just haven't been as impactful. But then the, for, for many no, reasons. No, 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 for no, many no, reasons. No, not necessarily no, no. to do with skill. I got a question though. When you say they're not as impactful, mm. they're not meant to be for us though. What do you mm. mean? They're not meant to be impactful for us. Kim is not meant to be impactful for us. But yeah, but you can look at how someone's changed the culture, yeah, whether they're a man or a woman. Yeah, and then But because then it's a male, get, when you get the, male dominated, yeah, it's, it's difficult not, for it's still a male gaze. And then yeah. when you get when you get the Nikki's, the Cardi's, it's easy for us to say, yeah, it's, she don't if we don't move, yeah. we're not meant to move. So is it not our place to say? It's that's exactly why it's probably not. To part, we can't talk on their impact because they're not impact. For example, I can't speak for Eminem's impact to white people. 
Do you get what I mean? Yeah. If I say your Eminem ain't really that impactful, and a white guy tells me, nah, he really is, because yeah. he's the first person that I list. Yeah, yeah. That's not made for me. Yeah, yeah. So what Fair about enough. on the UK front? If we were going to put together a round, Mount Rushmore for the UK, who 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 are the names that you put on there? Wiley. Put Wiley in there. Put Skepta in it. Gigs. I don't know, you know. I've got to put Gigs in there, bro. Do you agree so far, Wiley and Skepta? Yeah. I think, yeah, Gigs did so much for road rap, bro. That's a, that's a whole genre in itself. It's it's difficult for him to not be there, man. See, I'm I want to put Kane over there, but based on everything we've said, it's similar to the Nas yeah. conversation in it. You have to put Dizzy in there too, I'd say. Dizzy probably goes. So Wiley Dizzy, Wiley Dizzy, Skepta Gigs. I'm not mad at that. Yeah, I can't think of any other names that may go in there. I really want to put Rich in there, but I can't. You can't. You no, definitely. I said I can't. Can you absolutely can't. Can definitely can we, can we no, you didn't. You didn't even have to say you it. Can't put because you know you can't. I'm sorry, you know you can't. You can't put him in there. Nah, man. He's he's not. He's not even in the. He's not even in the draft. I can't even lie to you. I'm sorry. Respect to Rich, but he's a great. He's not in the draft. In one of the greatest. I'm sorry, he's not. I'm sorry. Yeah, Would you say the draft? How many people are talking about in this draft? Not many, yeah, to be fair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, how many people are in this draft? I just want to know many. how much you're disrespecting him. Can we tell me the draft is on 15 people? <laughs> nah, nah, absolutely not, man. <laughs> might be like five yeah, or six probably. people. Oh, we can live with that. Yeah, might, we can live with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So are we, t- are we considering no one before uh, before Graham? I'm going to say so yes. So solid, maybe? Ooh. What, as a group? Rodney P. London I'm not Bossy. putting- I won't Respect put, to Rodney P, but yeah. nah. Do you want me to be honest with you though? I'm taking out Dizzy and I'm putting So Solid as a crew. I'm not mad at that. I understand that. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, that's what I'll do. I, I think I'll do. keep, ooh, that's tough, you know. Cause you, you can't take out Wiley. No, you can't. I don't think you can take out Skepta over Dizzy, I'll be honest with you. I think Skepta stays. I think Gigs, like you said, Road Rap and So Solid. So you took out, you took out, um, who Dizzy. did you take out for So Dizzy. Solid? Dizzy. I kept Gigs. I don't know if I can do that, bro. I, I'm keeping Dizzy over So Solid, man. Boy in the corner, man. Off the, just off the strength of Boy in the Corner. Is 21 seconds more impactful than Boy in the Corner? 21 seconds more impactful than, he's 1,000%. We saw this brother perform at the mo- Come on, man, don't do that. They don't know error. No, so but bro, that, that one 21 second song. I think they have different impacts. I think on the streets, it's probably so solid. Dizzy. Yeah. I think it's, I, Yo, I come think, on, man. I, don't I think, think Dizzy's got everything else though. But I don't think- I think Dizzy's got everything else. I don't think- I think we still talk more about Boy in the Corner than we do 21 seconds or they don't know. I think 21 Seconds arguably was the biggest impactful song we had. It's in top five for me. Impactful songs we've had mm-hmm. into the culture in the UK. 21 Seconds shifted. You can put I Love You there too. Yeah. I don't think it's higher than 21 Seconds though. Yeah. I think that- 21 sh- Seconds was different. Bro, it you can put I Love You in the I love Yeah, you yeah, definitely, definitely. But I think 21 Seconds shifted everyone's mindset growing up. We were young too. I didn't even so know this we, was possible, we, bro. Hmm? I didn't even know this was, what they were doing, I didn't even know it was possible. Do you know I think I mean? we were young too, so I think we felt it more. It would have been interesting to see how like the olders would have felt it, but because we were young, we were in school and stuff, like we were buzzing. I bought a CD. Hmm. In the playground, like everyone was trying to like, they would say, yo, I'm Romeo, I'm, wow. yeah. I'm Harvey. Who I'm, knows it word for word? Yeah, but same sort of shit when I first heard, I love you though, with Dizzy. D- yeah. But was it, but think about it, was it like 21 seconds? Just for two minutes? I don't think so. I don't think it was either. I don't think so. Yeah, but this, this has got way more, I feel like, than So Solid. So Solid, but, take away 21 seconds. But that's the problem though, you can't. There's, this is it. Whereas you can kind of take away I Love You and you still got Boy in the Corner. But you can't take away 21 seconds. That's the only reason why they're there. Which is why because of the Dizzy of that. goes in there before me, before So Solid for me. 
would it be if there was no Tony so sorry would it be Dizzy? Yeah, because of yeah, because of Wiley. Yeah, because exactly. of Wiley. Isn't it? Yeah, that's Wiley's tree. So then, so therefore, so I do we need Dizzy then? If yes, really, if yes. But you got Wiley. Yes, though. yes, yes. Because Wiley was the growth. Dizzy was the development. Yeah. So why can't uh, so why can't you so on your one? Yes. Your objective one. Can't I do the same thing if I want to with Nazar Rakim? If I want to put someone there, just say this was the evolution. Well, in my objective one, they're both in there. Okay, cool, cool. cool. Nazar is the preservation, whereas Rakim okay. is the development. I'm yeah. saying that. Maybe that's whereas Wiley's the growth, and Dizzy's the development. And in the preservation, I'd say Skepta. That's an amazing breakdown. I'll be honest with yeah. you. That was them. That was ten ten. Yeah, yeah. That was sick. That was actually wave. That was sick. We moved. Sick. We move. So bef- before we move, so I guess um, the moral to the story is like being objective is very hard when it comes to the Mount Rushmore. Yeah, no. very very hard because you got to consider so many different things. Errors. We leave, out, we leave out a lot of names, man. We do, we do. But again, it goes down to, to who just without these four would hip hop be hip hop? Even if we, yeah, no matter what form it is, no matter yeah. what we that's personally feel about it, yeah, yeah, that's literally it. Yeah, we would, we will never know. And I feel like this is a conversation we'll be having till we're very old and grey, till the end of time, man. Word. Episode one thousand and three. So we're going to move on to the last topic for today, the fun topic. Um, <laughs> now these guys will probably think that I've got a vendetta or some kind of ulterior motive when I came up with this topic, but I genuinely didn't. It kind of just came to me. Um, probably when I was in like the shower or something. Um, and I decided I wanted us to name, because obviously rappers sing in it. A lot of them sing, you know, some of them are really good at it. Some of them, you know, probably should have never ever, you know, tried to do up false settles and that. So I thought, why don't we name individually three to five rappers that sing that should have never started singing in the first place? Can I start? You can start. Bruv, I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. All the littles, all the littles, <laughs> None of them should have started singing. All the all the, tunes, all the all the tune stuff they do, That's all it. of them, none of them should have picked up. None of them should have harmonized, vocalized, all the eyes is. They yeah. shouldn't have they shouldn't have tried to do any of that, bruv. None of them should ever sing ever again. All I never want to hear them sing. Don't sing ever again. All of the littles. You know what this is? I've got future on the list. I don't ever want to hear him sing ever. He should have you never. This sang. was a topic for you. This is a topic for yeah, this is a topic for Pete. Wayne. Wayne. I never want to hear Wayne sing. I don't want to hear none of that crap that he does, bruv. I don't want to hear that. Thug. Don't want to ever hear you sing too. J. Cole, you're part of that too. I don't ever want to hear you sing, bruv. Ever. Keep it to yourself, bruv. In fact, keep it in your head. And that's it. That's my list, bruv. All okay. the Lils, everyone from this generation and the last generation, plus J. Cole. There is an awful lot to unpack here. <laughs> I feel like that was just his excuse to just go in on the Lils because he hasn't done it in a while and he thought, fuck it, I'm the old head, I'm going to own this this. and I'm going to flip and attack him (laughs) because I'm an old head and that's what we do. So that's what I thought that was. When it comes to... Cole, I agree with Cole. Yeah, yeah, you're definitely right with Cole. Cole, I want to fold girls for you, bro. Piss off. I want to do that round thing. Yeah, that's very wild. He should never have done that. That was a banger though. And all that auto-tuning he did on the off-season as well. Cole, what? Yeah, what nah. that bit when he went crazy one bit in the auto-tune? There was one bit he lost his head. Oh, I think it was 100 mil. Yeah. He was doing all the eyes and doing eye and all that crap. Like, big man, you have dreads, relax. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so what, man with dreads can't do certain things? Not him. <laughs> Not him. But yeah, we moved. Thank you for the list. Mohammed, what about you? Um, I'm pretty similar to him. I had Cole on my list. Um... I got someone else, but I'm going to save that for Yemi because I believe there's an unbelievable 
soliloquy lined up for Yemi when it comes to this artist. I'm not going to say him, but I've got someone in my head. Oh, you see my thing, innit? No, 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 oh, no, okay, no, cool, no, no. Cool. But there is, oh, I've seen it, but there, I don't know if he was there, but there is someone in my head that that is in my, yep, we've got the same person. So okay, cool. Rock. Um, and the last person I want to say was Nelly. Nelly should never have sang a goddamn <laughs> song in his goddamn life, bro. <laughs> This, for who don't, for those that don't know, Nelly's got a song called Hey Porsche. Go click on it on YouTube and dislike it. And I've told you to do that. It's horrendous, bro. This <laughs> goes, hey Porsche, I wanna meet you. Nah, he could go to hell. <laughs> Him and that Porsche. Wait, you didn't like um, bro, Ride With Me? Come on, man. You didn't like Ride With Me? Nah. I liked it because I was young and it was by Force by Fire. <laughs> but Hey Porsche, he's actually sing. There's no rapping in Hey Porsche. It's straight singing. Like, you remember that dumb song over and over again when he was singing? That's a banger, man. Cool, but you remember when he went over and when he yeah. was singing? He Tim was, McGraw. Bro, this guy's got auto tune on Hey Porsha. Does he? Yeah. When did he drop Hey Porsha? Yo, it's nasty. Like 20, he, uh, he dropped it like 20, uh, 2010. So when he was falling off. Wow. It was way past country grammar. Yeah, yeah. When he thought auto tune could say. <laughs> yeah, when it was clutching to straws here. Mazza. So yeah, I've got, I've got um, Cole, one that you have, but I'm going to save it for you. And I've got Nelly. Nelly should never have sang. Mm. <laughs> Ever. you. I mean, oh, yeah, Anna. What about Jar? No, it fit him. All right, cool. It fit him. What about 50? It fit, it fit, it fit Jar. It kind of fit, fit 50. 50. Okay. I had Wayne as well, because when Wayne sings, I hated how yeah, to love. Same, same. I hated how to love. That was my difficulty. There was a bag of men that sing that probably shouldn't, but it fits them for whatever reason. Yeah. Jar and 50 are in there. You can't, yeah, that's the crux of Jar's career as well. So it's, you can't really. Yeah. Like, what do you really want to hear? Clap back? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> I mean, yeah. classic hook. Um, Classic beat. The, you know what I mean? Um, for me, let me just get one of the lils out of the way, um, Wayne. Um, mainly because I keep hearing How to Love in my head. How to Love. That is probably one of the worst contributions <laughs> to any contribution of mankind ever in life, probably since the year any time. Just bad. Really, really bad. Um, the auto-tune was bad. It, it felt like a civil war between his voice and the fucking... Auto tune, it was crazy. So little Wayne never sing again. And, he's and about, shave and all your hair. It's, come on, man. What are you holding on to? Yeah, the, the dreads are looking mad. Shh. Start it all over again, bro. Just please. You're like you're not even forty yet. Please. If that happens to me, I'm just gonna go back to having a baldy. I'm telling you, no, we're gonna tell you to go back to a baldy. If it gets like that, I'm gonna tell you to shave your head off fast. Yeah, Hanging off a of dear life. But yeah, little Wayne. I've also got Post Malone. He stinks. Post Malone is. I don't care what anybody says. Post Malone ain't it, man. Like he ain't it rapping, he ain't it singing, he ain't it playing guitar, he ain't it, you know, in any way, shape or form. He's just tall. He's tall for no reason. So Post Malone, keep that, keep the singing, keep the music, keep all of that stuff. So yeah. Next two, well, let me go for the next one. Next one is Dave. Um, I feel like Dave is trying to be like too artistic for his own good in that respect because... He tries to sing and it doesn't really pop off like that. Mm. Um, I think there's one song, it might be on his first album. Um, I think it's Voices. And he's trying to hit these high notes and he's got backing vocals and they're trying to prop up what little he's given. Uh, just nah, man. Like I feel like your voice when it comes to singing doesn't really work. So I think just get someone on the hook, bro. You know Mira May. You know all these. You know James Blake. You know all these singers. Just employ them. Mm. <laughs> I'm saying, don't, don't. You don't have to do everything yourself. That's what I'm saying. And to be yeah. honest, this kind of relates to my next one, Stormzy. Stormzy. I will never forget the song Crown. <laughs> one of the most awful songs I've probably heard in the last like decade. The choir, 
you know, him trying to reach the high notes, him thinking he's flipping out, no, D'Angelo or something. Like, it's just, nah, bro. Like, don't ever in your life. Like, there's no need. There's really no need. You're not here for the choir. I'm not here for the (laughs) choir because Stormzy and choirs means nothing. It means trash. And that's not on choirs. That's on Stormzy, bruv. You know what I'm saying? So, nah, man, I'm, I'm good on Stormzy singing. I'm good on him trying to do duets with Kalani. Nah, G. I'm not, let's not do that. And I know Peter liked that song too. I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> what, Cigarettes I Kush? I'm sorry, bro. I like Cigarettes nah, I Kush. Man. No. I didn't mind it. Nah, man, we good. We good over here, B. But um, yeah, man, Stormzy, please. I'm sorry. Just, just leave it to the professionals, man. I get it. Like, you want to sing. You want to express that part of your artistry. I get it. I get it. If I was an artist, I'd probably want to see if I could hit them notes too. But I know my lane and I stay in it. You should take that advice and stay in your lane. Don't drive out of it. Goes uh, so for you, Dave. Stormzy is the one I had as well, though. I saved it for you. So just as anything in life, you need balance, right? Yin and yang. Yeah. So we're giving a bit of hate. So now oh, let's give some love. So who are some rappers that you guys feel like can't sing, but enjoy the singing? I mean, I hadn't prepared for this. And I make good music singing. Yeah. Jar. Chance a rapper. Okay. Jar's a good Most deaf for me. Most Def's up there for me. Most Def. Lauren Hill. I love his Lauren voice. Hill Miss, Hill. Lauren Hill. Miss Hill was like a singer-singer, so she's not in that conversation. Miss Hill. I think. Fair enough. Um, Nicki Minaj? Nah. You don't think she can sing? Nah. I think she can sing better than people might give her credit for. Maybe. I'll try to think. I didn't have 50 singing songs. Jar singing songs. Yeah. I didn't really mind. Um, um, Jay Diller was a good singer. Jay Diller? Fonte. Fonte's a great Fonte. singer. Royce surprised me as well. Yeah, he sings all right, isn't it? Royce surprised me. You guys like when Eminem sings? Eminem? Yeah. No way, sir. No, I'm good. I'm just checking the temperature. One of these days, I'm going to send you this video, an hour-long video of people, like dead in hip-hop, Anthony Fantano, just loads of different like YouTube reviewers just like criticizing Eminem for an hour straight. It's literally the most hilarious thing. I need to watch that. It's literally the most hilarious thing. I'll send it in the group I'm chat. not afraid. This guy's horrible. Did man. he sing that or was, that was, him. was that Skylar Grey? Nah, Skylar Grey, Skylar, Skylar Grey had, she could sing though. I like Skylar Grey. Yeah, but. I'm a fan of Skylar Grey's. I'm not. I'm actually a fan of Skylar Grey's. I've never listened to Skylar Grey. She wrote a lot of songs that you like. Like what? Love the way you lie. I never liked that. <laughs> you don't like Love the way you lie? I didn't like that. Do you just not like Eminem? Uh, listen. Look, I know you ain't asking that question. You know what I'm saying? I like the way Love the way, I didn't like it. Post 2010 Eminem, I'm cool on that. Post 2003 Eminem, I'm cool. <laughs> Yo, why does Eminem get strays every recording session? Because Muhammad exists. That's why. How? Generally, you can't tell me he's not a poor singer in this list. Eminem, some, one of us should have included Eminem. For but, being but, honest but here. We're in the love he, section, which I didn't know we were doing, but we're in the love section, isn't it? So let's let's show some love. Yeah, man. If you ain't got nothing nice to say in this section, don't yeah, say nothing. Precisely, man. Um, but yeah, I, can't, I, can't, I like it when Drake sings. I'm probably the only male that does. Yeah, you definitely are. Definitely. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's all the love I'm giving for now. Yeah, I think we covered it, to be honest. Um, I think the biggest surprises for me were Fonte and Royce. When I heard Fonte sing on a Kei Trinada's tune, I was like, wait, is this Fonte? <laughs> and then Royce was singing- Was that the co- first time you heard him sing? Yeah. Fonte's been singing from day. I mean, I'm not as on into him as you. Are you not onto Little Brother like that? I mean, I still need to listen to- Really? Like, I want to listen to the listening, to be fair. So I need to actually yeah. dig deep. Oh, okay. But um, yeah, I mean, listen, s- salute to all the singers, man. Salute to all the singing rappers. I mean, you know, even if you don't, even if you don't have a gift for it, you know, I can respect the effort. Um, now respect us and never do it again. Um, <laughs> so yeah, and with that, we're gonna um, <laughs> we're gonna wrap up. So uh, yeah, thank you once again for joining us, listening, boys. Have we got any shout outs before we head out? 
See, my shout-outs, I don't even need to say them no more, man, because I'm sure the listeners by now know who I'm shouting out, so I'm not even going to bother, man. But you know who you are. Cool. Big up Inflow, in fact. I was going to say, I want to shout-out Inflow, yeah. um, producer to the stars for Cleo Soul, Adele, Soul, Little Sims. He won the Brit Award for Producer of the Year. So, salute to you. Um, yeah, man. Much deserved. Much, much deserved. Um, I don't think I've got any shout-outs. Shout-out to the listeners, man. Nah. Yeah. Oh, no, shout-outs. God is good all the time. All the, all the time. time. God is good. There we go. Cool. Well, that's another episode in the books. Well, thank you once again for joining us. Um, yeah, man. Get at us on Instagram and Twitter. We're at Rhymes Dimes Pod. Follow us on all um, the streaming platforms. Leave us a review. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Share the word. And yeah, you'll make three black boys very, very happy. I'm not afraid. <laughs> Two black boys very, very happy. <laughs> so yeah, until next time, take care. Stay safe, stay blessed, and peace. Peace. Are you saying stay black now, yeah? Or stay white. That too. Or Latino. You want to ring? You want to ring them out? Asian. Butter Pecan Ricans for calling me papa. (laughs) (laughs) Basically. (laughs)